Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the podcast. A couple of minutes before 3 o'clock, our good friend, the great sorceress from the beyond. She she is the sorceress supreme, not Dr. Strange or Wanda Maximoff. Janet and Mid. We should get her thoughts on WandaVision. How about that? We should. I, I don't... She has some interesting shows that that we would enjoy that we we've all watched but i'm curious about the other stuff i don't know i've never we've never talked i've never talked to her about that kind of stuff yeah she has some some decent taste in shows and the other stuff like she stays up all night and watches tv she's a total night out oh jesus i can't do that yeah um hey a quick uh, we'll have janet on briefly and we've, we've got some things to get to today um this real quick I don't usually put these things out there, but I'm pretty excited. Like when people go, I'm, I'm an adult, like adult tweet or something like whatever, however <laughs> they say it. Um, we got an email today, or I guess I, I there's town halls that our, our CEO does, and I don't always watch them, yes. um, but they always follow up with plenty of information. Uh, sometime in May, they're going to start matching our 401k contributions again. Oh, I didn't know that they weren't. Yeah, they, oh God, yeah. Like when the pandemic uh, hit, like that was one of the things that I saw a lot of companies stop uh, the, oh, matching wow. four, the matching 401k things. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's good. I'm sorry that your 401k hadn't been matched in the last 12 months. But I get it. I mean, I understand you do what you got to do so you don't have to fire somebody. Right, 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 right. And I mean, that was a small price to pay. Yeah. As opposed to potential alternatives like all right, through layoffs. This, yeah. Yeah. Like the company, I think the company cut through everything, like maybe 1% of the workforce. But I thought, like, this is the opposite of the other company I worked for. Like, they were rather thoughtful um, going through all of this stuff and, yeah. and did everything they could to help people out. And that was like, I'm going to remember that. Like, they, they, yeah. fur- they furloughed people, but they did it during the window where we could get the extra money. So, um, I'm, but I'm excited. I had never followed my 401k. I just let, let it come out of my paycheck. And then I looked at the Fidelity, um, app one day. I was like, holy shit, that actually did really well, but it'll be nice to have the matching back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am getting familiar with my 401k. I actually know my online username and login, which is good for me. So I can go in there and check it whenever I want. Good. Yeah. Um, is the great sorceress from the beyond there? Janet? That's I am her. here. I go. just hit my phone against my thingy here. Yeah. Um, so hey. how are you guys doing? Good. We're good. Good enough. Okay. Everything, everybody's living okay? I still haven't gotten my uh, vaccine. Oh, good Why luck. not? I... I'm getting a lot of hell from my family because I'm not mm-hmm. doing it because I'm really leery about it. Mm-hmm. Because when you've been in pharmacy school like I have, you know, you just get leery about this stuff. I mean, I don't know. They, it takes 10 to 15 years for them to study an actual vaccine. And all of a sudden, they come out of, they come out of the blue with this. I don't know how safe it is. No, Seriously. You're, you're right. But, what, like, you're probably not going to make it another 10 or 15 years. Oh, uh, my God, listen <laughs> to you. Shut the heck up. I cannot Eric, believe you said that. Shame you on you. <laughs> I'll do it, Janet. Oh, my I'll God. Do it. Look, I'm sure I'll see him in a few days. I did see people saying when the vaccine started to roll out, um, you'll be the person they're talking to, and then did you get mesothelioma? Call your lawyer now. Commercials <laughs> that run in the middle of the day. I mean, maybe awful things are going to happen. You're, you're right. We don't know. There, we Alex and I talked about this last week. There has never been a vaccine. Like, this was a true moment in human history to get this vaccine out as quickly as, as we could. And you're right. It takes that long to know the effects of things down the road. It does, and I'm but, really but, leery. Wait, but and wait. I'm getting all the static from my friends. Now my sister says, you can't come here for Easter and Aww. see the kids if you don't have your vaccine. Fine, whatever. You know, I mean, I'm not exactly. The only thing I'll miss will be the baby doggy. That's about it. Well, I got, you know, I got my vaccine and I was very, like, scared at first and uneasy. And it made my palms sweat and I was a little, like, I was feeling emotions and then I got it and I got my second one. And now that I'm like a month out from getting my vaccine, I feel really good about my choice. 
Jan- well, I, you know, you have to understand, I grew up with a father who, my father was all against vaccines, even when we were in mm. grade school. And in mm. those days, you know, we didn't have to really worry about, you know, anything because, you know, if you didn't want a vaccine, you didn't have to, you know, even those regular vaccines, I just never had any of that. Yeah. And I, it's, huh? What? I mean, yes, she not yawned. huh? I yawned, Sorry. No, Jen, what are you saying, sweetie pie? She, she yawned. Go on. Continue on about your dad. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, my dad was amazing, and he always, you know, I followed everything he ever said, and I just was very close to him, and he just didn't believe in him. He just felt like, and all of a sudden, here they come up with this vaccine, and my sister's kind of, you know, my sister's a judge, and she's judgy, and then everybody's judgy that's in the family, and they're like, well, you can't do this, and you've got to come, you've got to get, no, I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. You I'm, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. going to, if I don't want to get the vaccine, I'm not going to get the vaccine. Nobody wants to be around me. I don't care. Can- I mean, I just, I am going to get it done. I feel like I'm in a Twilight Zone episode. Mm-hmm. You know, where, you know, everybody's getting their vaccine except me, and I'm walking around with this, these diseases. <laughs> it's very possible. Can I throw a couple of things of common sense at you? Oh, my and, God. And I, I'm, I'm not trying to lecture. You can do what you want. You have made very valid points based on yeah. your experience and history. I'll I'll say this. Um, while this is a, hu- a, a huge human achievement... Um, the science to develop something like this is better than it's ever been before. It could be wrong. There could be bad things down the road. But I'll, I'll just say this. While this has been, there's been real questionable leadership from many places over the last year. The one yeah. place where we have gotten good leadership from, but they haven't had enough of a seat at the table for a variety of reasons. Most of them rhyme with scump. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Like you want to you have problems with how Governor DeWine has handled things, whatever. The scientists have been pretty on point. Yeah. So, and they have the data and the information. So. Well, I mean, I you know, I I do want to do the right thing no matter what, but I just don't want to be told yeah. I'm a Sagittarius, man. <laughs> I mean, and, and I'm an Arab on top of it. You know, you're not going to tell me what to do. I mean, you know, I mean, nobody's going to tell me what I shouldn't shouldn't do. You know, and so I'm just really funny about it, and I just, I, you know, I don't know. My boyfriend has had it done, and he's like, "What's the problem? What are you making a big deal about it? Just get it done." Well, yeah. You know, so I don't know. You take right. your time, he Janet. He hasn't kissed me in a month because he doesn't, uh, he thinks I have some kind of disease now because I didn't get the vaccine. Oh, how, my God. Oh, well. how often what did a drama you, queen. How often did he kiss you before? Oh, my God. He couldn't keep his hands off me. Ooh. Did, I lost, did I tell you guys I've lost 44 pounds? You did. I think it was around 30 the last time you mentioned on it. On my own. I lost Good it. Good for yep. you. I adore you, and I trust everything that you say when it comes to um, astrology, but other mathematical things I doubt you with. Well, I, everybody has their own opinions about stuff, and I get it. I don't want to. I don't want to sway anyone else from doing what. I mean, I'm just. I have to really do more research, and I do trust Doctor Oz. I love him. Oh, Jesus and he, Christ! He does believe in it. <laughs> Anyway, he's going to be hosting Jeopardy. I, Did you see all the static about that? People are pissed. I feel like he, that he would be boring. You don't I think, think so? he's a nice man. I really, I know he's a Gemini. I really love his chart. Don't pick on Doctor Oz. He's my little favorite. <laughs> all right, let, let's. Now you have Jared. Jared um, is born under the sign of Gemini. Time out. Hold on. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh my God! I'm ready to go. I know. I know you are. Tell Mo. Uh, Mo will be all over you. First, can we have a general idea of what's going on with the stars Boy, right they. now? Then, then yes. we can get to the readings. Thank you. <clears throat> we have we have a full moon in Libra, March twenty eighth, and a full moon takes place when the sun and moon are in opposition to the sun. So when the sun sign is in Aries, the moon will be in Libra, and they're going to be in opposing to each other. So anytime the sun and moon are in opposition. People feel a sort of discord, and the, and the signs affected mainly during a full moon are as follows, Aries, Libra, 
Capricorn, Cancer, they are affected. And the, and the full moon, rule, the moon rules Cancer, so they're always affected. But this particular full moon in the sign of Libra is about balance and synchronicity, where when you think about the sun in Aries on the 20, 20th, 21st going into tw- uh, Aries, it's, it demands immediate attention, while the moon in Libra says, wait your turn. It's all about the wills of the partnership and things like that. So it's all about the emotions that you provide to the relationship as well, because the full moon's all about emotion and Libra's all about partnerships. And you, my dear Eric, you are a Taurus with a lot of Aries, so you might be feeling a lot of energy during that time you might be feeling i mean this is already starting but we'll feel it on the 28th i'm i'm prepared for it yeah big time yeah so it's a good i think it's a good week but we find ourselves more emotional under these these aspects too you know so people become more emotional more out of sync sometimes with themselves because a full moon creates a lot of chaos and people start to be getting people are already feeling a little bit of um, angst you know because the way the world is right now and because we have all this crazy stuff and you know with the with the uh, political stuff going on people are feeling that you know they're just they're just being pulled and divided so much it's crazy and i think with this full moon we have to watch not only what we say but also our emotions we have to really be careful you know that we don't hurt people you know, unnecessarily, mm-hmm. you know, just be aware of what you say and how you say it. It's not a Mercury retrograde. It's a full moon. So emotions can, you know, be chaotic during this time. If there's anything I've learned in my 41 and a half years on this planet, it's that uh, Optimus Prime is the greatest leader of all time. But also people are really bad with emotions. Like they, they, shouldn't, yes. they shouldn't have them because that emotions and communication are a bad recipe. And that's... That's what leads most people to disaster. They're reactive. People are reactive, and they need to pull back. And like I said, I had amazing parents from the Middle East. They didn't speak English, but at the same time, they were the best people because they always taught me patience, ease into things, don't jump in. And I don't get crazy with stuff. I just don't. I just always feel like there's there's a reason. Trust in the process. My dad always used to say, trust in the process. Everything has a reason why it's happening. Just trust it. And I believe in that. Okay. Um, now, Jared, our, our fine uh, podcast listeners who have submitted some questions to the great I know. Jared. They're so nice. Well, Jared, is, Jared has a nice chart. I mean, Jared is born under the sign of he has a Gemini son, and he's asking about – he proposed two weeks ago, and I think he, he contacted us, if I'm not mistaken, before, because I remember this birth date. I have a photographic memory. He wanted to know the best time to propose, and we gave him dates in March and February, that sort of thing. But um, he said, when's the best time to get married? I love this month, and I, you're not getting married this month, but I would say if you're going to get married, I'm, I'm not sure if you want a summer wedding, you know, this year, we're going to have some good aspects this year. 2021 is a good year for marriage. Uh, we do have some retrogrades kicking in. So, you know, it's a Mercury retrograde is not a big deal. And I think we have one the end of May going into March, if I'm not mistaken, or I'm sorry, May into June. But nonetheless, fall's a good time to get married or the beginning of next year, even February or March, or even the spring, summer of 2022 is a good time. Awesome. It's, it's, it's just a good time all in general, because I feel like we have a retrograde the end of this year into next year, but nonetheless, you know, it's a good time to really think about planning a wedding. So if I'm not mistaken, I would probably think that is little honey wants to get married more, more so in the summer, spring, summer of 2021. I think March of next year would be great. Okay. Maddie? And Maddie, go ahead, sorry. Maddie, yes, go, 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 go. Maddie is a Libra, and um, I, she, I looked at her chart, and she is saying, hoping to be proposed to. When is this likely going to happen? Well, if next time maybe she can include her significant other's birthday, so I can really see when, because he would be the propose, he would be proposing. So I would want to see his birthday. That stands to reason, right, everybody? Because we want to see if he is the one who's going to be proposing. Where is he at mentally? Because she's so intense. This is a nice girl, very intense, creature of habit. She's, you know, Maddie, you're going through your Saturn return, which happens every 27 to 30 years, and it started December of last year. 
big shifts, changes. So I definitely see something coming down the pike. But your tolerance level is at an all-time zero, being a Libra with Scorpio and Taurus in your chart and Aquarius. This is all making up who you are. So you are definitely feeling a lot of that anxiety. Put the brakes on, slow it down, chill, everything will fall into place. I would probably say he might propose around your birthday. That's just my given guest, or around Christmas, one or the other, but I was thinking her birthday. Okay. I have a feeling he's going to surprise her with something around that time. Um, Amanda. Um, poor Amanda. She's asking about her life. She said, everything's been so crappy. 2020 was really hard. When is this going to stop? Well, everybody had a bad year in 2020, including myself, which I don't usually have bad years. I glide through life happy, blah, blah, blah. You know, but I felt last year was really, a, a, it was just punch in the gut. So everybody had it. So, But with your chart, you definitely felt the brunt because not only you're Aquarius, but you have Virgo as a moon sign, which means it doesn't go with Aquarius. It just, there's no connection there. So emotionally, you're analytical, methodical, but then your sun sign is very friendly and free-spirited. So you're uptight, but you're not. You're conventional versus non-conventional. So you're always in conflict and battle with yourself. So it's not just what was going on last year, but because of the way that your psychology is, you can sometimes be your own worst enemy. You had a lot of childhood stuff, mommy is issues there. That shows up. Man, that jumped off the page. You know me with my psychology background. I have to go into the parents. I will say that when it lets up is when you start to chill and relax and quit being so OCD about everything and just try to relax. You have an amazing, I would say, uh, constitution, how you are as a person, but sometimes you can you know, get a little frazzled and you need to chill with that. Did you tell her to take the stick out of her asshole? <laughs> no, I did not. I don't talk that way. Stop talking that way. Look at you. You are so bad. Hey, um, we were wondering, with you being the astrological queen of Toledo, did you watch uh, WandaVision on Disney Plus? Because that's about witches. No, I didn't, but it sounds great. Every time you suggest something, I watch it. It's yeah. great. Yeah. All WandaVision's very right, well, good. You might like it. You might, it's, it's a Marvel show, but it's not all superhero-y. No, I didn't watch it. Sounds really amazing. Okay. What are you watching? Give us some some picks to watch. I'm watching Ink Master, all the series, because I love that show. I watch Ink Master all the time because I really like to watch how people do, you know, the tattoos. And so, even though I don't have any, I find it really fascinating. Okay. Um, well, it was a pleasure. If anybody would like to get a hold of me at the office now that I interrupted you, sorry. It's 419-882-5510, 419-882-5510, Janet Amid at AOL.com. Okay. Looking forward to talking to everyone at my psychic event as well. Please stop by and say hi. It's May 16th, 2021 at the Maumee Pinnacle. Make sure you all show up with your mask. Even if they say the ordinance is done, nobody has to wear a mask or whatever, I still insist on it because I want to make sure all our patrons and everyone is safe. So we need to make sure everybody wears a mask. They'd be safe if you got vaccinated. All right. Well, it was good to talk oh to my you. God. What did you say? What did you say? I said, uh, I said. I'm going to beat your butt. I'm coming over there now. Good. Good. I'm glad you lost all that weight. You'll be tougher to kick. I'll be easier to kick your ass. I have. I've lost all that weight. I mean, I'm really, I really have lost a lot of weight. Good for hey, you. Did, did you, did, did Eric tell you my little gift to you? I would love to sit you down and talk to you in the office. Oh, Janet. Okay. I, I told him that to I tell did. you that. I did, yes. I did tell her. Yeah. I did tell her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I did. told you. I would love to do I know you worry about money and stuff like that because, you know, you're trying to save for a wedding and everything. I get that. But <laughs> I would love to do that. Even if it's just a half-hour session, it'll be a gift from me to you. I Aww. would love to get your significant. Oh, I love you. You're amazing. I would love well, for you to you. give me your significant other's information. Email that to me whenever you're ready. Just okay. don't do it around the holidays because I get so crazy around Christmas. I'm already busy, but I'm always crazy around Christmas. But definitely send that to me and I'll get you in, okay? Oh, I will. Thank you. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. We'll talk Bye. 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 There goes our nexus being from the multiverse. I don't know what it. I, I think it's because I do the like I do the podcast with my headphones on. Her voice for me is just so relaxing. I I will legitimately fall asleep. I think it's something about it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And she talks so fast, so I don't really know. It's the opposite of what you would think is relaxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not relaxing to me at all.
She is to me. I enjoy it. Good, good. I'm I, I'm very thankful. As cynical and tongue in cheek as I am, I am very thankful that she is on with us, and, and she is she is my friend. She's yeah, she's fun. I dis I don't like that she's not getting vaccinated, but there are valid points. I look at it this way: um, if if in 13 years we find out like thing like people start growing things, or we all turn into zombies. I know there are like three, even four different variations of the vaccine, but they're all, I guess, in some way similar. So it's mm-hmm. going to happen to all of us. That's true. And maybe we'll get some money for it. Right. You know, right. Are you, did you catch mesothelioma and now you can't breathe and now you need a, an evaporator? Yes, I did. Okay, we'll call this number now. <laughs> um, this is good. So there's no traffic to get to. Um, all right. I have, I have a personal thing to share. Um, I, I have been, I've been, I got a diagnosis. So I'm going to catch up with you and all your ailments. Oh, Jesus. What is it? Does it have to do with your eyeball? Kind of, I think. Okay. But let's start with last night, yesterday. What happened last night? And we'll talk about that a little bit. They caught the guy. There's all kinds of weird narratives now. Everybody's flipped in their head because it wasn't the standard white guy. It was a 21-year-old Arabic dude charged with first-degree murder and all that stuff. He was the guy that they took out yesterday and um it's weird like i texted you earlier uh, the, the podcast is often us just sharing with you what we share with one another right um when it happened last night i was like wow did we talk that into existence even though one just happened last week and um yeah i i, I was surprised that we agree that you can't stop these things they're just yeah you can't stop one person you, never 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 you could put a chip if if the vaccine is a chip and the hope and all seven billion of us get it, things like this will still happen because you can't stop one person. We didn't talk it into existence. I think we just you know hit the nail on the head that this is going to happen more often. Um, you know, based on some of the things that we have seen, like it, you know, probably as often it was happening before, we were just getting numb to it. There were still shootings like once a month. It just you know, maybe there were lower numbers. So it was like it was reported on for a few days and then we were done and we moved on until the next one happened. I will say, as Janet was talking, whenever I'm podcasting, I like to have um, the news on um, and I mute it. They did come out and report that he had had some severe mental illness. So it is going to be, apparently they interviewed his brother who was um, who was um, reporting that oftentimes the, shooters, the shooter had... Um, had like delusions and you know was paranoid and thought people were investigating him and following him and people were out to get him and all of those things and would verbalize those those concerns to family so he, they may come out and and share you know what what mental illness he had let me be a cynic and i know we know we talked about not everybody has access to to the correct resources that's why we're always like nami and other places they're completely free it could be his brother just creating some type of alibi or something. Good. I would love to know if he was, if he got into treatment somewhere, investigated it, Googled mental health something on his computer, other than, you know, a loved one of his saying these things. Not that I want to yeah. oh, disbelieve yeah. it, but it's a possibility. I also did say, I thought you were going to say that he only, he has only a such a, a harrowing word in the sense, he only has one like third degree assault charge in his life. Other than that, it's all clean at, at, at this moment. Yeah, no, I, that's a good, that's a really good point. It'll be interesting what comes out once they start to look at what his digital footprint was. Yep. Um, because I think that says more than what maybe friends and family will say, because they may either inadvertently try to protect them and or um, give information that was false just because they feel like they need, or that was um, not false, but exaggerated. But um, yeah, that, so now the conversation is gearing more towards banning assault weapons and et cetera. It's interesting. But um, yeah, it's, it's the- unfortunate. And and I, this guy had to have some sort of skill. Like you just don't like the fact that there was no injuries, just straight up like victims. Every single person he shot, he killed every single one. I Good feel point. like that is rare. You're a great point. Great point. It, or it would be terrible misfortune or coincidence but it it's a great point there there was a there's there's one guy i think i think he's a i think it's a he's a writer for like yahoo sports or something i i connected with a, with him a little bit in detroit and i think he says it 
after one of these happens all the time, he's like, if they didn't pass anything after Sandy Hook, they never are. And you know what? They're not going to. They and, haven't they haven't passed anything since I think the Clinton administration. Yeah. And and I'm not we are you're pro gun. You're a you're a gun enthusiast, but by no means are you a mindless radical like some people. Right. Um I'm not anti-gun. I'm anti-gun in the hands of people like me who have a mental health track record who literally like one bad day or not taking medication and I'd be a danger to myself, sure. not not others. But um, you could pass everything. And you know what? I, I don't want to be like the Republicans. The bad guys will still have the guns. It's not that. You just can't find these these lone wolves. That's why it was it, like we talked about yesterday. Terrorism, domestic terror, international terrorism was the thing in the 90s and 2000s. But then we put drones everywhere, and we'd see these like these cabals in caves yeah. and stuff. And 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 there's a network. These are like lone wolves, and they're incredibly hard, if not impossible, to stop. And I'm even going to guess that we have already stopped scores of them. The CIA, the FBI, you, you just don't know about it. But yeah, these are always going to get through, and it's awful. I just I don't. Thomas and I were having a conversation. I I own guns, but I am not like, you know, your traditional um, pro-gun person. I, I fall in line with a lot of the stuff that you say. We I just so happen to own them and would use them to protect myself. And we just so happen to have some guns in our home that that people are calling that should be banned. But I, I like I was talking with him about it and I said, then what's the solution? Because I think the challenge is because they even had a hearing on it, like they had some sort of hearing on gun violence today in Capitol Hill um, as a result of yesterday. And it's just the the conservative side is we don't do anything with guns, like don't touch our stuff, don't bother with it. And the um, progressive side is, uh, you know, ban assault rifle rifles, stricter this, stricter that. What is the like what is the middle ground? You know what I mean? Like, what can we all get behind? At some points, there's going to have to be some movement there. And then I said to Thomas, I said, you, he, I mean, he is, I will always give him his credit that he is responsible. He does his research. He's always listening to podcasts and finding out more information on what's happening, what to do, what's the safest. When we got together, I was in the, in the range, you know, training on them myself so that I knew how to safely use them. You know, and we still do that every now and then just just as like a he'll say, hey, Alex, like, go, you know, unload the gun or do this so that I know you remember how to do it. So, I mean, we try to be as responsible as possible. But I said to him, I said, OK, so you're within this community. Are you all policing yourselves? Like at this point, I think that's what needs to be done. There needs to be more of that. And it's not just happening. You're so worried about being defensive to the liberal agenda that you're, are you looking internally? Did anybody see this dude? Because apparently they came out and said that he had had more weapons in his home and there were things that they found in his home. He had to have been out there. Like he had to have, he bought these things legally. You know, he probably went to ranges. These behaviors, even when we've gone to ranges, we have seen people behave poorly and, and, and immaturely, you know, but nobody says anything. When are people going to say things like, can you yourself say something then? Just like when, you know, they talk about gun violence in the black community and they're always trying to get fellow black people to, you know, step in and do something or step in and say something, you know, protect your own community. Like, I feel like you need to do that because your rights are going to be like, they're not going to be gone. I agree with you. Nothing's going to happen. But like, if you want to protect your rights, then get your people. I think you guys do that. I don't think this person. I'm. I'm just speculating. But people like this, they don't. They don't have clicks or networks. They intentionally, without a lot of great strategy, somehow float. They're just. They just isolate. They're. They're. If they're me off medication, you go off the grid. Um, not like internet searches, but there's nobody that could probably ever say to this guy. Hey, you, you okay? I mean, should you have this? I don't think there's anybody in these people's lives that will ever say anything like that. I just, maybe, like, I guess, I guess I can understand that. I just, from my perspective, and I know that not, it's not all the same, but he had to have gone to some sort of tactical shop or gone to get, you know, bullets or he's gone to the range before. He may have bought his gun in person, you know, what I mean? you know, and so there's, there's traffic where you are in front of a person. And if this, you know, if he if he did have, 
you know, severe mental health challenges, while you don't wear that on your sleeve all the time, I just feel like, you know, how much speaking up is done. And I'm not criticizing as if it's not done. I would really like to know. Thomas's response is there is a fair amount of speaking up that's done. But like, if I, you know, if I held on to something as dearly as people hold on to their gun rights, and I don't want them to be like, you're more, you're talking about like what you would do if people go door to door taking your guns, or if there's an assault rifle ban, and you have to give it back or what have you, you need to be like, I feel like you need to be redirecting your efforts into what you're going to do to, to yourself, you know, identify some of these people, if you see them in the forums, if you see them out in person, and do, do you turn them in? Like, I know that that's, you know, I know that that's like not a natural thought, but because you need to protect yourself. If you're that concerned about your rights, you don't need to protect your rights from from us, from liberals or from people who have more of a progressive thought process. You need to protect your rights from the people who continue to put them in jeopardy. I'm just saying continue. You, these people blend in. That's yeah. that's that's why you can't find it it's like what Jen and I have talked about and you've been a part of this. Like Jen and I often say when we go do uh, a presentation at a school what do you guys think somebody with a mental illness looks like? And there's that, that erratic Hollywood cinematized version of it. And Jen mm-hmm. and I are like, it's us. Mm-hmm. We blend in. They blend in. And they're smart enough to buy what they can online. They'll go to a gun shop for another stuff. And you hope that it, they're, the gun shop guy is like, I can't. I don't, I don't feel comfortable selling this to you. They just go to another one. They don't run with Pete, the type of responsible gun, over, gun overs like yourselves where you can go, hey, Al. You don't need to have a gun. So, yes. it, and, and again, that's why these happen and they always will. We just have to pray that like what we talked about yesterday is it was serial killers. It was international terrorism and blowing shit up. Now it's this that we move on to something else. Yeah. And, and I feel like some of some of you're right. You know, they you obviously, yes, we know that, you know, mental illness doesn't necessarily have a face, but there are some that don't blend in. I, like I think I of Dil- I think of Dylan Roof. I think of you know the Cruz kid from um, from the Parkland shootings. Like some of them really don't blend in. The but the, uh, they... the, the Batman kid. Y- yeah. The yeah. yeah yeah I, yeah yeah. And and again, th- that's we don't know the math in this right. as to how many. In the same way, there are scores to different degrees. Of, of international terrorist acts stopped and we don't know about it at all. Like maybe every now and then you get a nugget of saying there's a, there's a tip and it was thwarted, but really never. And the same thing is applicable to things like these. Yeah. So we just look at it as, wow, all these, all these dudes do is successfully pull this off. Well, what about the 99 that were stopped? We don't know about those. I agree. And I, my last point on it is I think I look at it the same way and I was trying to find a way to explain it even today, you know, how we talk about police departments and there's all these bad apples, but there are other officers who probably see that behavior, you know, and, and we're saying, then you should say something, you know, don't just let behavior like that continue because it could put your life at risk or it could put, you know, the reputation of the police department at risk if you know somebody that's going around manhandling or strong arming people and you know it's not right. Like, I look at it like the same thing. Police yourselves then. If you, you know, if you are not comfortable with, you know, a government changing your, taking away your rights or if you're not comfortable with, you know, gun ownership being you know, criminalized or whatever, then police yourselves, find a way to police yourselves because at this point, nothing, there's nothing that can be done and it is continuing. Um, there is some breaking entertainment news applicable to what we like. Is it about JLo? No, no. I said stuff we like. (laughs) Uh, Vinny sent me this just before we started to record. Um, and unsurprisingly, um, a couple of big movies have been moved. Black Widow oh, yes. has moved from May to July 9th. 9th. Oh. Uh, okay. May, maybe, uh, and, and Cruella, I don't know when Cruella, Cruella was supposed to open. It's going May 28th. Nice. In, in addition to these, they're also doing a day of release on streaming as well, so... Get ready to take 30 bucks out of your debit card as well if you already have Disney Plus and throw it down 
for that movie. But two big releases from the summer. One we've been waiting for for a long time has been bumped back uh, all the way to the middle of summer and available in theaters. And we'll see where we are then with going to the theaters. I didn't go to the theater like I intended to this weekend, um, but I have no problem doing that. But you can also, if you just want to stay home and stream it, you can do that as well. I think um, I might want to go to the theater this coming weekend because I love um, King Kong and Godzilla and now they're in one movie together and I'm excited for that. So I think I might want to go to the theater for that one, but I am excited for all of those movies. So like in my mind, because I'm a, I'm an entertainment person, we've got King Kong and Godzilla and then next month, Mortal Kombat, the month after that, Cruella, and then... Um, Black Widow is in July. That's probably the biggest gap. But I'm just like, ooh, every few weeks there's like something big hitting. And they teased that. I mean, that was teased like well back in December. But now we're, we get to experience it. So that's cool. There's some changes also with some other movies. Uh, the One Marvel movie seemed to have moved a, a month or so. The Ryan Reynolds movie Free Guy is now on August 13th. Um, the King's Man. You, you like the King's Man movies, don't you? I do. Okay, I we never talked about it, but I would sense that, that that's your kind of movie. That's December 22nd now, so right around Christmas. So uh, movies are, are moving, and I wouldn't be surprised if any or all of these are streamed as the same time as they are at the theaters. Even if things are safer than they've ever been before, people have gotten really comfortable. Maybe yes. paying a little bit of extra, but also not leaving their home to see movies they really want to see. That's exactly right. And I need, like, I thought about it today. I said, we have, I haven't had like a, I guess I, we had a date in February when I got engaged, but like just regularly we would go out to dinner or go to a movie like a couple times a month and it would be like a date. And I haven't had that in a while. So I'm looking forward to that. And I think the weather changing will do that. But also I am, my basic bitch in me is in need of like, um, 50 shades of gray esque twilight, maybe some sort of like deep dive love story. I need a movie like that to come out, a new one that's going to that's gonna take take me and like send me down the rabbit hole of love stories. And we haven't had that in a while. It's been lots of heroes or maybe disaster. Am I right? Have we not had that in a while? No, you're right. Um, I know studios have, have kind of backed off doing love stories like chick flicks and comedies, um, even though they're cheap to make because there's no special effects. They, they don't make a lot. Um, and production companies have really leaned towards these big blockbusters. Even though they cost a lot, they make so much as well. I, I was delighted to read the other day because I, I actually almost sent you an article, but it was a bit of a long read. It just simply pointed out the, the TLDR version of it is, don't forget that the people that wanted the Snyder Cut version were, were some pretty venomous, toxic people who harassed all kinds of people in vile ways. Yeah, um, Fans will do fan things. And in that story, it said, doesn't matter how many people will go get it and dive into HBO Max, like like me, getting it again. Um, it's not going to make up for like the $300 million flop that the initial movie was. I suppose. That's true. Um, Downtown Mommy, did you see the story at all? No. Um, they just kind of laid out a vision for um, an ambitious plan to, to grow. And I saw that Alicia from Fallon Fodder had made it... Um, she made the analogy that it, it'll look a lot like downtown Ann Arbor, um, maybe a smaller, wow. ver- maybe a smaller version of that. And this was this was likely to happen. It's just been happening in stages. If you couldn't foresee this with the foreshadowing, I mean, it's on you. They didn't narrow the road. Uh, they didn't narrow Conan just so people could walk and bike and sit on patios. This was to grow that area and take advantage of the Dora. Um, I saw one person question where are they gonna have rooftop dining don't worry about that in the same way that you didn't, you didn't need to worry about rooftop dining in downtown toledo it's it's pretty easy to make happen and then there's going to be you know the slowdown on the trail as that gets changed a little bit so this is a pretty ambitious exciting project that won't be um, done for a couple of years but you know what it'll do it'll take a couple of people out of downtown toledo that continues to cr- get crowded with more and more activity so are they adding new stuff to Downtown Mommy? I mean, I know what's already there, and I, I will admit I don't remember when's the last time I actually went to a place in Downtown Mommy. I think I picked up a pizza from Village Idiot at one point, but beyond that I hadn't gone there, and I don't really feel the need to. Is Are they adding more stuff there? 
Sketches of plans include rooftop and outdoor dining, lots of parking, a community building, and a green space. It's a pretty cool sketch they've drawn up. And they don't have a ton of room to work with. And somebody they don't, did, yeah. Somebody did point out, and correct me if I'm wrong, like, they're getting... They, Sure, take advantage of the Dora. There's only two bars there, right? Dale's and the Village. Village Dale's and the Idiot. And I think there's like a cigar lounge or something. Yes, yes. Um, Nate hangs out there. Yeah, of course he does. Um, <laughs> but, you know, having these kind of visions and ideas will attract other things and it'll grow. And it, it, it seems like other than people who take that as a commute, everybody's pretty fine with what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm fine with it. I don't, again, I don't frequent there that much. I mean, I do like to go to the park over there, um, side cut. So yeah. I will, that's really the only reason that I will be over there unless I'm driving through. But it, even, they could do a lot of stuff to it. And I, I probably still wouldn't, because I never have. Like, you know, I just, not to say it's not interesting. I've just never been over there. Um, we haven't talked about this story. In fact, this story has not really been on anybody's radar. And sure, there have been some some big stories to talk about, but I'm surprised this hasn't been a bigger deal. Have you followed at all this uh, Deshaun Watson story, the Houston Texans quarterback? No. Wild shit. All right, here we go. So he hated the owner and the owners. The owner died. The son is in charge. He doesn't want to play for the Texans ever again. They say they're not trading him. And this has been going on all offseason. Um, NFL experts have said if there's ever a guy that's going to sit out a season and not, and not get the millions he signed up for, it's this dude. He hates the owners and the organization. Interesting. So within the last two weeks, there have been, I think we're now up to 14 civil suits filed by women Mostly, it's the same story with a lot of them. He meets them on Instagram, asks for a massage from a professional masseuse, and then somehow his dick touches them, or he says inappropriate things. And now we're up to like 14 accusers, and they're all very similar stories, and I'm thinking it hasn't really pounded the mainstream because like many pe- like myself, many people are skeptical at the timing of this. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're trying to erode. <coughs> In fact, Vinny just texted me, texted me about it. Um, uh, they're trying to destroy his character or erode his trade value or, or something. Then there's something else that I heard on the outset of this when the first couple of allegations popped out from the lawyer. Um, apparently, the lawyer was neighbors with the owner who died. Um, and the, the owner um, also is the guy who a couple of years ago had the inmates running the asylum quote in the NFL, which doesn't go over well when the majority of your workforce is black. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might have been the beginning of Deshaun Watson hating him. And maybe the lawyer was friends with the old owner. The lawyer keeps making these posts on Instagram, which I get. It's very modern, very contemporary. But I would say any lawyer worth their salt would go things about, go about things in a more professional yeah. manner. Yeah. So either this is an incredibly uh, incredible an incredibly scandalous scam by a lawyer and these women from multiple states, or Deshaun Watson is, at worst, a predator, at best, a really icky, disgusting dude. So I agree with you that the timing just isn't... The timing, it doesn't make sense. You know, like, is there... And not to say that he probably hasn't done any icky, gross or disgusting things, but like, is this something they potentially had in their back pocket, you know? And, and as like, now they come out with it. Right. And I think, but I find that that happens often. Like, I feel like, you know, even with governor Cuomo, like now there's something about Tim Reed and he, isn't he like, wouldn't he be running for governor in in the state of New York? Like, and now he's got allegations against him. (laughs) I don't know. I could be completely wrong on that. But I feel like this happens all the time and is beginning to happen um, all the time where like the accuser, if you're going to accuse somebody, your record better be spotless because or if you're going to like cause a fuss about something, your record better be spotless because somebody's got something on you in their back pocket and it's going to come forward, which is really awful and terrible to think of. But also he probably is pretty sleazy and gross at the same time. It's just... I don't know if if Deshaun Watson is. Um, Okay. I I, I don't know. Even though, I mean, this is like the Bill Cosby thing. Like two two or three women? Okay, they're making... And then it's like at 20. So there's volume here. And I I don't... 
want to render an opinion. And I, when the Andrew Cuomo stuff started coming out, they're like, older New York guy in politics. Yeah. I can totally see this modern NFL player who is by all accounts, a, a, a bright, intelligent young man who has a pretty clean track record for all that we know of seems a little sketchy. So I'm not going to render any kind of judgment, but I'm just more surprised that um, as the volume of civil suits, and that's what they are, I guess the lawyer said they're going to hand stuff over to the Houston prosecutor, but yeah, it's all civil stuff right now. Yeah. Um, no criminal charges. And maybe that's all that it warrants, like him being an icky, inappropriate individual. Um, it's, it's just weird that it hasn't been a bigger story. I will say, and I know that this is, and tell me if you've ever heard anything like this before, and I know that it's a scary thought. Thomas and I were just talking about this. I said, I don't know one woman, not one woman in my life that has not experienced some sort of either sexual harassment or sexual assault, assault or inappropriate behavior in the workplace or somewhere where it should be protected and they cannot name and detail the incident and the person like very specifically because it just it happens so often that you almost get used to it but you never forget it at the same time like I can literally name you you know and Thomas and I talk and I was like he's like has this happened to you I was like yeah it has you know this has happened this has happened this has happened and he's just like really and I said these things aren't just what you see on tv or what you see on the news I guarantee ask any woman anybody who's listening ask any woman in your life if they've ever experienced something like this I bet you they can recall it in detail in detail yep and that's scary that's scary because then that means it's in all of our back pockets too if that makes any sense like if you know if the guy that that I worked together with for a while, a couple years ago, that had done some really inappropriate things, decides he's going to run for mayor, I'm not saying I'm going to like bring it out there and like tarnish his record, but it's in my back pocket. You know what I mean? And it's probably other. I'm sure other women in the county also have it in their back pocket. So, like, and the the you know what I mean? Like, it's just it's unfortunate and it's a really ugly truth. But like, <laughs> I don't understand why more people don't think about that. Yeah. I look at it, uh, there, there's another perspective that, that I have with all this stuff. Um, there was somebody last week, and I just saw a story, and it wasn't anybody mega famous. Like, you texted me last night about Lil Mama, and I'm like, what? Why? Oh, my gosh. And I have something else to tell you about, too, that you won't know, but we, late, in a minute. We can talk um, about it in a minute. Some D-list star, I don't know, something happened where this woman <laughs> accused some people of sexual misconduct, and it turns out they were, like, false accusations. So, like, this goes both ways sure and and i'm I'm not like trying to defend men whatsoever but that's why i'm surprised like we said i think yesterday like i can't believe me too has slowed down at all like i know the earth has been on fire for a while but like this is not fixed or corrected or anything like that in the same way that you know some of these people like it sounds like andrew cuomo did all this stuff and crossed a lot of lines and it's time for him to to step away and just go away and if he's got to pay out lawsuits fine it's time pay pay the price um, conversely, when you hurl a false accusation right. and it is truly false, like with the the fire from Me Too and women mm-hmm. who want justice and vengeance and all this stuff, like you can possibly ruin someone's life forever. And, and- I agree, and and but I think that I think then that punishment should then fall on you. Person, if that makes any sense. The false, I completely agree, but that's not how it works sometimes. Yeah, it should. It should. And and I don't, I mean, you're right. And I don't say that to say like all men are sleazy, but it is, you know, but it it's just, it's just as it, if, at least for famous people or people with some sort of like public um, image that they have to protect or they're doing some sort of public work. I find that this is happening so often that if you do anything to ruffle any feathers, some shit's coming out on you. And it's like as if it's in the back pocket of, of so many, you I, know, I can't I'll believe use, more athletes and young superstars who have Instagram lives haven't been destroyed by this where yeah. a girl is like, he sent me a dick pic 
And <laughs> somehow, like, he didn't, but all of a sudden you've got these people. I believe this is called blackmail or extortion. Like, I can't believe this ha- This doesn't happen all the time because there's no way 23-year-old NBA millionaires are that smart and careful. So this is, not, this is related and unrelated, and you probably don't know who this person is. It's the term black Twitter is not just referring to to Twitter. It's just all of black social media in general. And there's a gentleman, I can't even tell you his name, but he has been viral and he's well known in the community as somebody that goes on social media and tries to give like, j- tries to spit knowledge, you know, to the black men or to just men in general about women and like what he knows about women, how to treat a woman. Your woman is thinking this, your woman is doing this. I hate it. I'm not saying that not all men can, you know, have thoughts and ideas and opinions about women. But when you are arrogant enough to like you, your thing is women, you're you're like hitch, like a real life hitch, like Will Smith. And you just know all things women. You speak our language. You can decipher everything we're doing. And so you try to spit facts to men about it. You know, I can't stand it. Right. Because I'm just like, how the hell do you know? And then I'm like, nope, you're wrong, 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 wrong. Anyway. It came out this weekend that this dude that has been very popular in black Twitter spitting knowledge on what he feels women are and what men should know (laughs) had been having a huge affair on his wife (laughs) publicly and now is getting dragged, dragged. Again, I don't even know his name. I know his face, but that's how much that's how little I pay attention to what he does. Um, And he is getting his ass handed to him by literally every in every corner twitter instagram facebook any other social media platform it is just so it's like do not like don't have this image of yourself and then not think that shit's not going to come for that it's not going to come for you too you know like you better be on your best behavior yep yeah that's too bad we can go a million directions with this um i'll give you my my health issue yes let's hear it so I had a doctor appointment the other day and it, this was like third on the list of things, but it, it arguably is like the, the most important thing. Um, so since I turned 40, and actually once I came back to mornings, um, I have been dealing with a lot of tiredness, a lot of mm-hmm. lethargy. You know, you can't find me on the weekend sometimes, at least one day. I'm probably sleeping, trying to catch up on sleep. I've never had a good night, night, night of sleep in my life. I've mm-hmm. never woken up like it's a like it's an orange juice commercial. It's like, ugh, I am so ready to hit the day. Let's go sunshine <laughs> through the curtains. Um, and it's not sleepiness. It's just lethargy, like... Like there are dumbbells in my pockets And I just Mm kind of chalked it up to I don't sleep well And you know When you get to this age Things tend to not work Like some things stop working at 30 Other things stop working at 40 Like this is just the way the human body works Right Um, And my doctor said You know He asked me about my sleep And he's like You know there is like Maybe you're sleep deprived And you know We'll look into that But this is why I love my doctor He's like We'll run blood, blood work And it was thyroid and, and other stuff Ooh. and I'm waiting for him to call me back because he left me a message and now we're playing tag he said that my B12 levels are mm. like scary low and this was all new to me and and he said usually when they're this low we, we give you an injection so I'm all for it because I feel like I've unlocked what has caused this lethargy um, and in many ways, like me being disinterested in wanting to do things just because I'm, I'm so lethargic and it's not fatigue or sleepiness. I just, I, I'm already introverted, obviously, but to have to put clothes on and drive somewhere, like it's like me pushing a boulder up the hill. I am, I'm Sisyphus. So I tried not to do too much Googling or web MDing. Um, <laughs> but one thing I, I did come across that it says it can, it can, B12 problems or B whatever it is can mess with your vision and I go back to last summer when I was like I can't see in my left eye and uh, the optometrists were like we don't know what it is sometimes you know the eye just stops like they didn't have yeah. a good reason they, they gave me a diagnosis but they didn't tell me the reason why that was um, and I'm wondering if these two, those two issues are 
connected. But at any rate, like, shoot me up with all the B12 in the world because coffee's not working any, any anymore. And if anything, it, it's just a habit at this point, just like going and getting coffee because it's certainly not having the caffeinating effect that I'm hoping for because there have been times where I'll have coffee and I can still go home and want to lay down. Um, but I would love to get this resolved because it sucks. That, but this is, if this is obviously like you have to wait until you hear back from him, but this could be a really good thing because I mean, that's of all the things for like when you're lethargic, like for them to look into, you wouldn't, I guess you wouldn't think B12, but, um, you know, I, when I went to the weight loss clinic that I had used last year, they had routinely given me B12 injections that I would take home. I would take home, um, not do them in the, in the clinic. Because um, some part of the routine was would make me tired, would kind of deplete my energy. So they're like, here's a B12 injection so you can make sure that you have energy and you can get through your day. It does help. Um, so this is, I think this is really good because it could, and like, I didn't know, I mean, obviously I know that you um, can be tired and you can have feelings of not wanting to go anywhere and do anything, but we also talk a lot about mental health. So I had always considered it to be something of that nature, but you know, with lupus, that it, like fatigue gets me all the time and makes me feel incapable of functioning. So when you do like when your energy does come back or you're able to do things or change things up in your diet, it makes a huge difference. So I like as your friend, I'm like, ooh, I hope we can get to that point with you because you will really have like your aha moment and you will feel it. Oh, the cat is shredding toilet paper right now. Little bastard. I'm sorry. No, I, I'm, I feel like we've had the aha moment. And I am happy that this is why I go to my doctor and I love him dearly because he's so incisive like this. Oof. And he will, he could literally like put on one of those Sherlock Holmes hats and say, <laughs> Watson, what do you think? He, he's just that brilliant. Um, so I hope this is it. And uh, it's it's just anecdotal or could be coincident. It's like this really kicked in um, a couple of years ago when mm-hmm. I had to take all dairy out of my diet unless I eat one of the... Uh, the, the lactose pills to help me through it. And I think you can have low B12 levels when you stop eating dairy. And I guess um, red meat is also a good source of that. I don't eat a lot of red meat. Yeah. I, I eat chicken, but no other dairy products. So that could have been the the, uh, the cause behind it. Once I took the dairy out, um, the levels plummeted. They were probably already low because I've always been low energy. And the only way that I I was able to combat it was... Um, the opposite, the opposite of inertia, momentum. As long as I didn't stop, while I might be lethargic, if I just keep going, I can keep going. But once I stop, that like if I'm running around doing stuff, the second I stop or like go home, yeah. like I can't go home and go back out again. I just yeah. gotta keep moving. No, yeah, that's that's exactly right. Even yesterday, I started to feel like all of a sudden I just got tired, like wiped out all of a sudden. And I didn't want to do and like I had work and stuff that I needed to do. And sometimes I'll do it after hours. I'll say, OK, I'll do this after hours. I just couldn't I couldn't pull it together. I was like, no, I can't do this. <laughs> like, And I'm not going to and I'm not going to force myself. Um, but no, I understand. I mean, you know, we've talked about this. There's many a weekends where I don't realize until Sunday night that I didn't go anywhere all weekend. Like I haven't been out of the house since I got home from work on Friday and I don't even realize it, you know. Um, so good. I'm ha- I, you know. Yeah, B12 injections. Hopefully you can take them at home. Um, like, how I, does that work? Like, I, I expected it was like, come in like every six weeks and we'll shoot you up or something. And then, or just do maintenance with uh, with with uh, over-the-counter supplements. Um, you, you, yeah, I'm sure that there's multiple options. If you had to take like an injectable and it was something that you had to do monthly or weekly, then they would just prescribe you prescribe you the injection and the syringe and you would just have to put in the syringe yourself and, you know, you give yourself an injection. I do it all the time. Well, hmm. I did. I'm not on that medication anymore. Thank God. But I didn't have any problems with it. Just give myself an injection right in my arm every day. Every day? Or every every week. I'm sorry. Oh, every week. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I know that there are people who have to like, like my, Jody had to do this for a pregnancy and there's, mm-hmm. but like, di- don't diabetics have to do Andrew things? had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I don't have a needles pro. Oh, let me tell you this. So when they were doing the blood yesterday, there's the nice there's the nice lady that I always see, and then there was some kind of student. Maybe she's a little more than a student, uh-huh. but she uh, she couldn't get what she needed in the first arm. <laughs> and oh no! It, it, and I didn't want to like 
be too much of a dick or anything like that because she was clearly struggling and upset. But I was trying to get the usual woman's attention as like the things dangling from my arm and the girl's not putting the cylinders in. And thankfully, there was another arm. So I have a love-hate relationship with students. I grew up working at a, like I grew up at a learning uni- uh, learning hospital in, at home in Cleveland, and then I worked there, and now I go to UTMC, which is also a learning hospital. I think it, my brain is just func- functions that way, but I can't stand needles. I don't like IVs. I don't like my blood being drawn. I don't like seeing blood. So I have a hard time with students, but I can't say no. And then, but the last, like, Right. So now I will forever say no. No offense to these students. I don't even know if I've shared this with you before or on the podcast. I'm a lady. I see a gynecologist. I went to an appointment, a routine appointment, and they said, hey, can we have a student in the room with you? I said, yeah, sure. Not a problem. They didn't tell me the student was a male and (laughs) I have never seen a male doctor before in my life. Like, and that's intentional. Like I don't have any, oh, Dr. Altoric is male, but he's rheumatology. So I don't have to take clothes off. I have never um, besides him seeing a male doctor and that's intentional. Like I've only ever seen women. So then I was anxious cause I said, wait, you didn't ask me if I could have a male in the room and you're supposed to ask me that. And then he was supposed to do my exam and oh. in walks three <laughs> other students, three, it gets worse. Three other students while my Vaj is out, my legs are up on the stirrups, like, and you know, you're supposed to relax. I couldn't relax. My knees were so stiff. They weren't like falling to the side like they're supposed to. And so then they're like, okay, we're gonna give you your exam. So they have to put those like fucking forceps in there. And I was so dry because I was (laughs) nervous that they forced the fucking stirrup, like forceps in there and like spread me apart, spread eagle. And then to make matters worse, these damn students, right? They, the the flashlights in the rooms were broken. So like in your, you have the little exam bed and there's this long flashlight that's attached to it that they can move around and like stick it up where they need to stick it so they can see all in your lady parts, right? The flashlight was broken. What do they do? They turn on their iPhone fucking flashlight (laughs) and put their iPhone on my vagina to do my exam and i was just like you literally could have been recording me the entire time like how ter really like how terrible i mean i just like it will i'll never forget it it was years ago i'll never forget it it gave me a good laugh at the end of it after i felt embarrassed <laughs> i was like i will never incur i will never say yes to a student again <laughs> Just like never. So you, so that for you, I'm sharing, you don't ever say yes either. Cause then I, they'll, you'll I, have your arm hanging off. I do sometimes. Well, <laughs> like I said, she wasn't a student, but she was, she was a noob. And uh, I, 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 I could see she had some jitters. I could see uncertainty in her body language. And sure enough, like whatever swirly thing, it looked like one of those fun straws that you give a kid. It was dangling from my arm. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And yeah. So, but I'm I'm usually okay with with like students. I'm like, hey, it's their career. If they want to hear me spill my guts about my problems. Yeah. I didn't even complain. I love the hospital. Still always support the hospital. I support student learners. Like I was just, I just chalked it up to like a negative experience, but nothing I need to go like stomping to legal about, you know? Right. Um, all right, we're uh, we're done for today, and uh, I was hoping to have uh, Maj's boss on tomorrow, the health commissioner, but oh. I guess he's had a foul week, so no Eric Z, and there was another uh, guest lined up, but he's out of town, so tomorrow, um, Matt Melzak, the walleye and, bro- walleye and mud hens broadcaster, will be on, and Matt and I will have a lot of sports things to talk about, but also, like those teams as well and functionality of them getting back to business. This is a good podcast for me not to be on because right. I know well, we're to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> but I will I'll have to share off air. There's a funny story about Maj. We had a revelation this weekend and it was it was funny. Okay. Toledo's a small place. Well now I want to know on the podcast. I'll tell you on the podcast. Okay, tell me now. So <laughs> Maj obviously Maj Hello, Maj, because I know she's listening. She's fantastic, and she's a wonderful listener. And I enjoy her very much outside of podcast world. She was listening to the podcast we did last week where I was sharing, on Friday with Bethany, where I was sharing the story about how um, a friend of mine's daughter made it to Google because of a video I shared. 
And I was describing the video where the little girl was like, Alexa, Alexa, you must have left. I think you either had to go to the bathroom or something. Yeah. And um, Maj was listening and she goes, hey, what's the name of that little girl? And I said, oh, you know, the mom's name is so-and-so and this is the little girl's name. And she goes, Alex, those are my cousins. <laughs> and I'm like, what? She goes, those are my cousins. And I said, oh, really? I really like them. You know, I've had really good memories with them. She goes, yeah, they're my cousins. And I said, oh, okay. So then her little brother, who I drunkenly made out with like five years ago at a party, that's your cousin too, isn't it? And she goes, yep. <laughs> so I like slobbed down Maja's cousin at a party a couple years ago and didn't even know. It is a, it is a tiny world here. <laughs> and I mean, he was of legal age, but barely. And I was, I want to say I was like 24. Um, so it was, I'll net, like, they still make fun of me about it to this day. You know, remember that time you got drunk and you just were a wild animal. I had just moved to Toledo and didn't know anybody really still didn't have friends. And I was a wild animal. I was a little banshee. Don't come at me. Me too. I, he was old enough. Oh yeah. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> but anyway, it was a good laugh for Maj and I. So she's like, yeah, they're, they're my cousins. I said, oh, so he's your cousin too then, isn't he? She goes, yeah, he is. I said, great. I made out with him. Just thought I'd let you know. Yeah, it was a mess. It, it's, I, I know people don't love this. What's the, uh, whatever we call it, whatever is the more correct way of going up, uh, like, Alaskan Americans, Eskimos, Inuit, whatever Eskimo. they, um, yeah, we can't say that anymore. I think that that's a slur. I think um, I was dared to do it. But there is, uh, there, are you familiar with the term like Eskimo brothers? Yes, I am. Yeah. Well, that's this whole freaking town. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God Thomas is from Detroit. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.